0: Welcome to the Director's Exchange. Commentary from leading funeral industry analysts and practitioners. Brought to you by Funeral Radio. And now your host, Raymond Akins. Hello everyone and welcome to the Director's Exchange. Again, my name is Raymond Akins and we're so happy to have you today amongst our listening audience. We come to you, of course, courtesy of our good friends at FuneralRadio.com. Today, we have as a special guest an individual who, for the most part, needs no introduction. In fact, I could probably spend the better part of this broadcast simply recounting his extensive resume, resume and citing the numerous contributions he's made at improving our understanding and awareness as to those factors or operating dynamics that are impacting industry growth and profitability today. Uh, Please join me in welcoming onto the program Mr. Alan Creedy. And just by a quick note, Alan is a funeral home consultant and has been active in our industry for well over 30 years. He is a CPA, or Certified Public Accountant. And in my mind, he boasts a style of delivery that, frankly, I uh, really appreciate. I call it in-your-face, and what I mean by that is that he is direct to the point, and passionate about helping us all understand what are the factors that we need to improve on to tackle uh, the change that is going on in the industry. Uh, Alan, good morning. Welcome to the show.
1: Yeah, good morning, Ray, and thank you for that very kind intro- introduction. I thought you were talking about somebody else for a minute there.
0: But... <laughs> oh, the pleasure is all mine, sir. You know, I'm, I'm going to start out with an interesting question. Uh, I'm wondering, uh, for those in our listening audience who may be hearing you for the first time, can you maybe offer us, in essence, what is the core message that uh, you aim at? Or, in other words, what is the why behind what it is that you do.
1: Well, as you mentioned in your introduction, I'm very passionate about this particular industry, and I'm very acutely aware that the vast majority of funeral home owners have anywhere from 80 to 90 percent of their personal wealth locked up in their business, and I think we're all acutely aware of the changes. So I I feel the need to offer um, ways to think about our circumstances differently without losing hope. Uh, I think that I've said, and, and I know some people think I'm crazy when I say this, but I honestly feel we are at the threshold of the single greatest opportunity our profession has ever faced, but we cannot uh, realize that, that opportunity unless we begin to look at things differently.
0: Okay, well, let's kind of put that in perspective because I'm thinking uh, of the article you had on your website in April of this year where you announced the formation of the Arrangers Academy, and uh, the CEO of the Arrangers Academy, he, he made the following statement, and I'm going to roughly paraphrase a quote. Uh, that was Carl Jennings, and he said, "...profitability in funeral service has declined for more than 25 consecutive years." And in spite of the valiant efforts on the part of our participants to hold on to the past, I repeat, hold on to the past, funeral service is currently in a race toward the bottom. Now, he says the time for letting go of the old way of doing business has passed, and only those who are living in a time warp can continue operating on the business model that I guess is based on the 1950s. Is that correct?
1: Oh, it's probably longer before that, uh, and and Carl and I are in very much agreement in in that comment. Uh, Carl, by the way, is the owner of the Rangers Academy. I don't have a, an equity interest in that, uh, but we are partners in the 2020 project because we are we are committed to the three transformational areas that we feel have to have to take place. One is uh, the arrangement conference itself. And the second is the internal culture of funeral homes, which tend to be highly passive-aggressive. And the third is the the uh, perception perception of the of the public, uh, how the public views us and the role that we play. Uh, those three things have to be transformed, not changed, transformed. And uh, Carl's uh, done an outstanding job of developing a training program for um, for that process. I'm working on the Uh, cultural and the financial aspect, and we have a third uh, group that is working on the uh, public perception area.
0: Well, you know, along those same lines, uh, this also brings to mind your funeral cliff calculator. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask that you kind of explain that, because uh, what you say is that given the current trends, we are spiraling downward and it's only a matter of time if you apply the math, and I know you say this is a moving target, but you kind of center around the year 2020, which is, what, approximately six, uh, seven years away, and you say at that point the potential is for our industry to go into a negative dynamic. Not all participants, but maybe, uh, you explain to me, a a majority of the owner-operators?
1: Well, again, that's a hypothetical and if you go to my website, alancreedy.org, alancreed dot O R G, and search calculators, there's actually a cliff calculator in there, and you can apply your own numbers to it. Uh, but the um, the point of that exercise was to take the federated funeral directors' uh, uh, numbers for the last uh, 10 years or so, and uh, combine them with the Cana numbers, and, and project out when the industry as a whole would reach zero profitability. Now, as I said to you the other day, we're, that's, that's, a, that's a hypothetical, it's a moving target. But what we do know is that a certain number and probably many of the current practitioners are going to find themselves facing uh, narrower and narrower margins to the point where it's not going to be possible for them to stay in business. And when I say that, I I, I don't want to get this idea of cataclysmic bankruptcies. It's just simply going to be people who have reached a point at their age level where their only choice is to turn out the lights and go home. And uh, certainly nobody wants it to turn out that way.
0: Well, and nonetheless, uh, given these trends, you're still uh, optimistic or enthusiastic about the future.
1: Well, let me tell you why. Okay. I think it's important that people understand. First of all, we we've been spending, and I'm guilty of this, Ray. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm innocent, but but I have changed my perspective because it's non-productive to, to follow the course that the that the profession is going in. Uh, and that is, we've spent all this time talking about what's not working, what's wrong, what's what's bad, what's et cetera, and uh, I'm going to change my conversation. I have changed my conversation to what is working. What is going to work? What is going to be good? And and despite I don't know what the exact stats are. I don't think anybody does. But what we're what we're finding is that the with the baby boom generation coming online here in in the in the death market, and I'm a baby boomer, uh, we're seeing that they are changing their perspective from materialism to relations, and that means that they're starting to become very sensitive and very aware. of of the impact that they have on others. Now, when the Foundation Funeral Service did their research in 2012, one of the things, and I was very, very involved in that, I actually went to every single interview, and um, it was all baby boomers, and one of the things that that was a byproduct of that was the realization that even though we had people being interviewed who wanted very unusual types of -of end-of-life services, they all expected a service. They, di- they, didn't, they didn't consider, uh, direct, then nobody said, I just want you to dispose of my body, nobody. Uh, every one of them did that, and we're seeing this, I can give you anecdotes, we don't have time in, uh, in, among celebrities in, in the way that they're expressing their final wishes. Uh, the guy that wrote um, Tuesdays with Maury uh, had a comment uh, about a year ago, in his uh, line and uh, it was clear that he expected a funeral. So we had those two things going. The third thing is that uh, much much of the relational skills that funeral directors normally have really lend themselves to the relational perspective that that boomers are looking for. So you combine all that and if we can get ourselves away from the merchandise-centric uh, viewpoint and look at valuing ourselves as as experts and guides, which is exactly what happens when you go through the arrangers academy training. Uh, it is is your relationship with the customer changes from being order taker to uh, uh, guide and teacher, and uh, they begin to self discover what their real needs are, and so it's a, it's much it's a much Better uh, situation than than uh, we've had before.
0: That's very interesting because um, I too am aware of Federated, and I recall years ago that you know they've been acquired by another company, and I've contacted them to try and maybe uh, keep abreast of what the latest research is, but unfortunately I didn't have any uh, response. But let me say this, I seem to recall the uh, trend in margin growth, or you might say margin decline, because we can go back maybe 20 years or more when margins were represented at maybe uh, healthy uh, uh, 15% profit margins, uh, uh, 15% of operating income or revenue. (laughs) And uh, I recall maybe, well, let's see, maybe in the late 1990s, uh, that mar- or, or we can go to 2005, that margin growth had declined to around the 5% area and really reached the lowest uh, uh, point in the post-World op- War II operating history. Is that correct?
1: It, it is correct, and there was a bump in 2012 of 5%, but 5% uh, on on in the scheme of things is really uh, not material. Uh, and that's 5% in profitability.
0: Yeah, and uh, it comes at a time when uh, again, uh, adopting to these changing preferences means uh, more investment in your plant, uh, given the technology, the advances, and again, what you say are how boomers uh, are deciding they want to be are uh, in their uh, final goodbye.
1: Well, and and the interesting thing, uh, Ray, is that if we can get out of our box and get out of our paradigm, I think we'll find boomers are much more willing to pay for something that will express their life in a way that helps them uh, communicate that they mattered. Uh, and, and, and let me say this while I'm on that topic. Um, boomers are are looking at death in a different way than I think any previous generation has looked at it. Um, in, in everybody else's viewpoint, event, death is an event. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's something that happens. You go through a, a life celebration or whatever you want to call it for three days and then it's over. For the boomer, there are three stages in which they demand that they participate. And that first stage is the planning stage, where they try to figure out what their final message is going to be that indicates what the impact they had on during their life is going to be. And that first stage can begin long before they, they ever are, are, are at death's door. I mean, it can be 10 years, it can be 15 years, it's, uh, or whatever. It, it's often precipitated by the death of a parent or a sibling or friend. Uh, and I'm engaging at 63 years old with a lot of people who are who are working through that and in, in fact Anecdotally um, one celebrity here in the Raleigh, North Carolina area a, a Woman's basketball coach who had the uh, Kay Yao, and this is on YouTube by the way uh, you, you, you did something very uncharacteristic. She died at 65 after about eight years uh, battle with cancer and and uh, she was a local hero heroine and um, she videotaped her own eulogy. Uh, that's and she did it a year before she died, and 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 that's classic boomer. Uh, the second stage is the death event itself, at which they try to uh, try to connect the various parts of their life: their work life, their social life, their family life, and and uh, uh, provide that final message. And then the third, and this is the most important for especially for cemeterians. Um, is that what I how I'm going to be remembered for at least a generation. So those are the, the-